Hello, and welcome back to the Save the Cat podcast. I'm Naomi, and I'm back again with my fellow master cat, Don Roth. Hey, Don. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Great. Great. Thanks for joining me. Um, today, we're continuing our deep dive into elements of the Save the Cat beat sheet with a look at the Catalyst beat. Um, and just to give everyone a quick uh, sort of definition of the Catalyst beat in case you're not familiar, um, the Catalyst is one of the six pillar beats that we discussed a few weeks ago. And function-wise, the Catalyst introduces the main conflict in some way. It's something that happens to the protagonist and it usually shakes up their normal world and causes a problem or opportunity that the protagonist will have to deal with as the story progresses. Um, so if you've read Save the Cat, you're familiar with how it works, but today we're looking at a different aspect of the Catalyst beat, and that is how the Catalyst can vary depending on the genre of story you're working with. So, Don, this is something you pointed out to me, and I thought it was such a great observation. Do you want yes. to give us that, that little background on how this came up? Um, absolutely. Uh, well, I was, um, <laughs> well, uh, kind of, uh, hats off to Jessica Brody because she had her new book come out, um, Save the Cat Writes a Novel. Yeah. And um, I was listening, she did a little recording on Facebook and she was talking about how the buddy love, um, you can really tell a buddy love story by the catalyst because usually that's when the incomplete hero kind of meets their other. And I was kind of thinking about um, I feel like Buddy Love's kind of the kind of my weak point in movies. I don't watch a lot of those kind of movies, you know, like mm -hmm. romance movies, but they're not always romance movies. But then I thought of a movie like um, uh, uh, Brokeback Mountain. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. And then I thought mm -hmm. of, you know, other movies. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. That is the moment. And then as I was writing, you know, I do my Monster in the House monthly ones. And I and, you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of noticed that the Catalyst beat was kind of where like you shouldn't go there you know it was kind of the warning <laughs> beat. and I was like I wonder if all the other you know genres kind of have this and I started kind of just I grabbed uh, Save the Cat Goes to the Movies and was kind of looking at some beat sheets online and I was like yeah I think there's something here that like it the catalyst for each of these genres is very kind of specific so yeah then I uh, contacted you and said hey I think there's something here. Then, you know, yeah <laughs> well I, I great observation and it's funny so the the buddy love uh category or or genre is the one that i've um i've heard this said about before but i actually had not taken the time to look at all the other genres to see if there were any sort of commonalities between you know the catalyst beats in those other genres so i thought this was a great topic i'm really glad we're talking about it yes, today i think it's great too yeah yeah i think it and, can help a writer identify what kind of story they might have if they're not really sure of the genre or just for fun like oh this is this 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 kind of movie you know so yeah definitely <laughs> um yeah so so um, I thought that let's let's go through all of ten, all of the ten Save the yeah. Cat genres that are covered in Save the Cat Goes to the Movies, and um, we divided them up and came up with some examples for each genre to sort of illustrate this point. And I think this will be a really fun discussion. So let's yeah. just go ahead and dive in. I'm going to start off with the Buddy Love category since that mm -hmm. was sort of the the genre that kicked this whole thing off. The, the catalyst. <laughs> exactly the catalyst for our catalyst. <laughs> Discussion. Right. Um, and so the buddy love genre is about an incomplete hero becoming whole or complete thanks to another coming into his or her life, right? Mm -hmm. So um, 
the catalyst in these stories is often when that buddy relationship is introduced because the, you know, our, the, our main character will meet the mm -hmm. other who will change his life. Mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of times that's what happens. They enter each other's lives. Um, but sometimes it's actually when their relationship is defined or redefined if it's someone that they already know, right? right. So um, a couple of examples that I came up with, my favorite one, of course, is Silence of the Lambs. Oh, yeah. You might not think of that as a buddy love story, but it, it really is. It's, a, it's very much about that relationship between those two characters totally. and, and how uh, Lecter changes Clarice, right? So right. Yeah, in, that, in that movie, the catalyst is when Clarice Starling meets Hannibal Lecter, which is, which is the prime example for this yeah. genre. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, glad you used that one because I would have never thought that. Now thinking about it, it's like yes, it's to it's totally a it's totally a buddy love. Yeah, it is. It is. That's one of the reasons that I I just I'm so delighted by that story. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, just, I think that's what gives it legs over all the other movies too. It's, yeah, it's that relationship is what we love about it. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and then so the other example that I have for this category. Um, is E.T., which is, you know, not a love story, but is a little bit more of a sort of traditional buddy love story that you might think about. Um, right. It's sort of a boy and his dog story, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And um, in that movie, the catalyst is when Elliot hears noises coming from the shed, and he there's that great iconic scene where he tosses the ball inside and then it comes back to him, right? Right, right. Um, so I think that that's a, that's a great one to look at because it's, um, it's the two characters who will sort of have the relationship that the story is built on uh, meeting, even though they're not fully meeting yet. It's, right. it, it change you know, it shakes up Elliot's world because yes. there's, this, there's this new uh, foreign thing in his life, but it doesn't fully go into, you know, their, their relationship is not fully launched yet, which I think is an interesting example to look at because Right. Um, that might be something, you know, that, that other writers are trying to do in their stories as well. Right. And that actually gives him a chance to call his, you know, in the debate part, call his brother penis breath later. So that's, <laughs> there you go, you know. Which is, yeah, you could not have that movie without, <laughs> without exactly. that opportunity. Exactly. So, uh, um, so what, which genre would you like to talk about? Well, I'll just start out with uh, Fool Triumphant. Um, just, I'll just go down the list of, <clears throat> you know, I, I did it like all alphabetically and everything. <laughs> Great. Had a, had a moment of uh, organization. <laughs> so with a fool triumphant, um, typically it's almost kind of the first glimpse of the fool sort of moving away from their foolishness, if you will, kind of due to not being able to exist in their kind of status quo world. Um, <clears throat> and I, one good example of, of that, um, first one I'll do is Elf. Mm. Um, and it's... You know, it kind of begins with Buddy. You know, he he's sort of frustrated because he's kind of finding he's not a very good elf, and he can't make toys. And then um, he kind of overhears how uh, the other elves, you know, say how clueless he is, and that he hasn't figured out that he's human yet, and he never will. And that's kind of the you know the light bulb moment for him, like oh, you know. Yeah. So that's that's when the change starts to begin because. You know, this in the whole setup, he's still trying to be an elf when he he's just not an elf. <laughs> so, right, right. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, Actually, exactly. I I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I can watch it anytime. Absolutely. <laughs> Doesn't have to be Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love that example. Um, yeah. did you 
Did you have any others for that category? I do. I have, uh, I have a couple, but um, I have the King's Speech, um, which now we know the King's Speech, you know, is, is based on a true story, of course. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, there was some definitely some stakes of the King learning how to uh, speak, you know, speak well. And uh, because, you know, he was going to kind of take over the throne. Yeah. Um, and he, of course, had this huge stutter problem. So this is the moment where, um, and the reason it's more of a catalyst is because, his, you know, his wife is kind of desperate to get him, you know, to get, to get him well and mm -hmm. get him over his affliction. And so she makes the appointment to um, have him see this, this speech therapist, you know, who has these very unusual methods, mm -hmm. um, which of course he first turns down. But yeah, it's her having him, you know, go meet this speech therapist, you know, so she's, She's kind of in charge of that beat rather than, rather than, you know, the King, you know, um, initiating that beat. So that's definitely a very catalyst, you know, heavy. Yeah, um, that makes sense because usually the, the catalyst is something that sort of intrudes on the main character's exactly. life. Exactly. And that's yeah. exactly what happens. And he is, you know, he, you know, he meets Jeffrey Rush and Jeffrey Rush is just so unusual. And he, you know, eventually, yeah, I don't want to do this, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. So that was the full triumphant category. And the next right. one I will do is the institutionalized uh, genre. And these stories are about a group, um, usually a family or an organization or some other definable group. And the story is really about whether or not uh, the protagonist will join that group, sort of full, you know, fully commit to it or go their own way. Mm -hmm. And the catalyst in this type of story is usually when the individual, um, our main character, meets the institution, right? Right. So some, some examples in this category are Sicario, uh, oh, yeah. also, also one of my favorites. Yeah, I love uh, that. When, our, when the main character, Kate, who is, is the individual that we're going to follow in this story, she's given the opportunity to join this mysterious new task force. And it's really her, you know, the, the story is very much about how her relationship with this task force and um, her participation in it sort of forces her to you know, reevaluate who she is and what kind of person person she is, right? Right, so, right. So that's the catalyst moment is when she sort of meets the task force. I mean, she doesn't actually meet them, meet all the other people in the catalyst moment, but it's when she's given that opportunity to join it. Right. Um, and then another example I like in this category is training day. Um, oh, yeah. And the, yeah, and also one of my favorites. Um, and then the catalyst in that movie is when Denzel and Ethan roll out in Denzel's car. So if you know the movie at all, it's it's about um, Ethan joining the narcotics uh, squad that's run by Denzel Washington. Mm -hmm. And um, so the catalyst is when basically Denzel, uh, you know, sort of starts their journey, starts Ethan on his journey with this new narcotics squad where he's going to have to prove himself and basically figure out whether he wants to be this type of cop or, or his own type of cop. Right. 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 Um, so yeah, so there's, a, those are my examples for institutionalized. <laughs> Those are great. Yeah. What's your, what's your next category? Uh, my next category is a uh, golden fleece and um, usually um, in, you know, sort of Campbellian terms, that's kind of the call to adventure or sort of the call to, you know, the, the, the call to the journey, mm -hmm. which of course, you know, you have, um, you know, which is typically what obviously the Golden Fleece is, 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 you know, more of a journey. 
Yeah. And the two examples I have um, is uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah, uh, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of um, where, you know, Steve Martin, uh, you know, they get on the plane. He's, he's about to fly to, you know, O'Hare in Chicago and be with his family. And he, at first he's, you know, and everything starts to go wrong for him. You know, he's, he's, he's bumped from first class and he's forced to sit with John Candy. And then, you know, and then that beat is kind of complete when they're diverted, you know, from O'Hare, you know, uh, airport due to snow and then, mm-hmm. then boom, they're, they're in that journey together at that point, you know, and then it's like, is Steve Martin going to take this, you know, and then, then that, the, natural debate you know moment comes is he going to take this journey with john candy or is he not and he's sort of forced to yes he is going to take that journey but it all started with that catalyst moment so yeah that makes sense i like that one exactly and in saving private ryan of course um you know it's you know we had that you know that had that hellacious opening on um on normandy beach and then we get that moment where tom hanks is given the mission to you know it's kind of it's kind of the title of the movie, you know, it's, yeah. it's where Tom Hanks is given the mission to save private Ryan. And then he kind of meets his squad to, uh, to accomplish that mission. So right there, I mean, that's the whole movie. You know? Yeah, so. that's great. So the, <laughs> right. the catalyst in, in a golden fleece genre is really when that sort of, it, like you were saying, it's the call to adventure. It's call when, to adventure, yeah. It's when that journey is kind of introduced to the main character. That's exactly. great. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And they go kick, and most of the time they're going kicking and screaming. They're like, I don't want to go on this journey. I do not right. want to do it, you know, but they have to, you know, eventually by that break in two, they're, they're forced to, so. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay, so my next, uh, my next genre is the dude with a problem genre. And um, these stories are about an innocent hero being dragged into a sudden life or death situation. Um, The catalyst in Dude with a Problem Stories is usually when the problem is introduced. So kind of a lot like the Golden Fleece, um, you know, introducing the journey, the Dude Mm -hmm. with a Problem, Mm -hmm. the catalyst is introducing the problem. Um, And and, uh, one of my favorite things to you know observe in these movies is actually how the protagonist doesn't always have to know about the problem at the catalyst it's Uh introduced to either the protagonist or the audience or both so it's sort of like as long as we know it's a problem that's coming up in the in the protagonist's life that's kind of enough for the catalyst to function right Um, and my favorite example of this is die hard which is the catalyst in that movie is when the terrorists arrive at nakatomi plaza oh yeah and John McClane isn't aware of it yet, but we know there's something happening, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, that kicks the story into motion. We know there's a problem that um, John McClane is going to have to deal with. So right. that's my first example. And then I actually have a couple others in this category. Um, Three Days of the Condor. Oh, yeah. Um, calling back to a classic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, in that movie, everyone in the office is killed and while Robert Redford is out getting lunch. So right. that, that's... That's a big problem when he comes yeah, that back. Is. <laughs> when, he, yeah. when he comes back from lunch, he finds out just how big of a problem he has. Um, and then the other example I like in this category is um, is gravity. Um, mm-hmm. And in that one, the catalyst is when that initial cloud of space debris strikes the explorer, which right. throws, throws their whole mission off track. Right, like that's right. really a problem, a brand new problem that they have to deal with that was unforeseen and it's, you know, going to be a life or death struggle. Right. That that catalyst is when that problem basically happens to them. (laughs) Yeah. 
So it sounds like just from those three things, and of course, dude with a problem, you know, a sudden event, which mm-hmm. seems to be the catalyst. It sounds like with a dude with a problem, it seems those, those are definitely three, like, you know, mortal events that are yeah. like life or death right there. So that seems like um, dude with a problem seems very content, you know, hinging on that, on that catalyst moment being very dark and, and, you know, life threatening. Yeah. Like. That's a really good point. I mean, yeah. those, these stories are typically about, you know, that life or death situation that the, right. the hero is, is sort of thrust into all of a right. sudden. And, right. you know, what better, what better place for a sudden, <laughs> a sudden thing to turn their world upside down, right, than, right. than the catalyst, like, that's yeah. exactly what it's supposed to do. So Absolutely. there you go. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your next category? Well, the, my next one is um, definitely one that I, you know, is, is, is after my own heart, because um, I write about it on a monthly basis is uh, Monster <laughs> in the House. Awesome. And Monster in the House is, you know, it uh, typically, uh, the catalyst is often, it's kind of a warning sometimes to stay away. Um, Sometimes it's a bad omen of things to come. Um, Or sometimes, you know, it's kind of the emergence of the monster. Um, And I have uh, three examples to kind of illustrate each one of those points. Um, In American Werewolf in London, you know, Jack, uh, David and Jack are, they, they, they're traveling abroad and the first place they stop is, you know, the slaughtered lamb, this kind of tight, tight lipped, sort of a little bit creepy, um, you know, pub and they're kind of, you know, shucked out, you know, and, and when they, when they do, do exactly what they're not supposed to do, which is stay on the road, they, they go right off the road, the moon comes out. Um, and then they've got a werewolf problem. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, there, there's that warning there and they do exactly everything, you know, maybe subconsciously, but they, they go off the road and that, uh, that starts, that begins the whole journey because, you know, the, the werewolf, you know, finds them and, and, uh, that's how we get an American world from London. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, in, in the original Halloween 1978, um, that's the moment where uh, Michael Myers, who's, who's now a fully grown adult, you know, we originally saw him in the opening image as a, as a six-year-old boy, you know, hacks his, hacks his sister to death. Now, you know, he's very lethal. He's fully grown now. And he escapes from um, Smith's Grove Sanitarium and heads back to his hometown, you know, of uh, uh, Haddonfield. So that's, that's where the monster emerges there. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. And then finally in The Shining, um, that's, uh, you know, Jack, uh, you know, Jack Torrance is trying to get this job as a, uh, as a winter caretaker at the Overlook Hotel, which, you know, closes every winter. Um, And that's the moment where he calls and said, you know, at the opening, he's, he's getting, he's at the job interview. And that's the moment where he calls his family and lets him know that he is, he's, he's, he's gotten the job, you know, um, even though, you know, Danny, who, uh, his son, who has this kind of supernatural ability, the shining, which he calls, you know, Tony, uh, has kind of warned him about that, you know, that, that he's getting the job and, you know, and, 
there's dark things that's going to happen due to that. So right. So that's yeah. another. That's a that's a warning. Yeah, in, yeah. Of the monster yeah. to come. Oh, that's exactly. a good one too. Yeah, yeah. All three of those kind of have that warning of monster to come. You know, in Halloween, you know, Sam Loomis knows how dangerous uh, Michael Myers is, and boom, he's he's stolen the car and he's off. So, so they all get the warning that there's some there's th- there's there's horrible things to come. So right. <laughs> well, that's that's really cool. It's not something yeah. I have observed before in the monster yeah. in the house. Um, genre, but I'll I'll definitely be on the lookout for that yeah. now. That's, that's a really cool little pattern to observe. Right. Um, okay. Cool. So my my next genre is the why done it, and um, these stories are typically mysteries of some sort where we watch you know some kind of detective type person follow clues to solve a case or answer some big question. Um, and the catalyst in a why done it is, is usually when that case or question that's going to be investigated is introduced. So in the conversation, um, the the main character, Harry, he hears that conversation that's um, sort of ambiguous enough to spark his interpretation and uh, kind of launches his next actions. Right. So, so you know, it, it puts that question in his mind of like, did he really hear what he thought he heard? Or, you know, did, what, what's really going on here? And then he feels sort of compelled to follow that uh, mystery. Right. Um, let's see, the next example I have is uh, Blade Runner. And it's when this one, this catalyst feels um, a little bit different, but it's when Rick gets his assignment to find the four skin jobs who are loose on the street. Right, <laughs> so, right. So that one, it, ha- it tonally, you know, I think it feels a little bit different because it doesn't have as much of a mystery feel to it, but it really is giving him the objective of chasing down clues, essentially, to find, right. you know, to find the thing that he's trying to find. So. Right. Um, so I thought that was a nice complimentary example. And then the last one that I have is Mystic River. Uh-huh. Um, and this one, again, operates a little bit differently. It's when uh, Tim Robbins, the Tim Robbins character, he comes home bloody and tells his wife that he beat up a mugger. But then we quickly see, I think right after that, that the girl Katie is missing. So the question is actually put you know, we see it through Tim Robbins' uh, wife's eyes, but the question is put in the audience's mind of what really happened and did Tim Robbins, you know, do something to this girl? Right. So, so I think that's an interesting example because it puts the audience in the role of detective. It's sort of right. the device, you know, the storytelling device. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So I liked those examples. Yeah. Um, how about, okay, so what's your, what's your next one? So my next one's another, probably my second favorite genre um, uh, after Monster in the House is Out of the Bottle, um, mm. which I love because it's kind of that, has that fairy tale quality, um, you know, where there's a lesson to be learned and a spell yeah. and magic. So typically, in, you know, Out of the Bottle, the catalyst, you know, for the catalyst is when the magic or spell happens or goes into effect, you know. And of course, you know, the first, the first part of, of out of the bottle is the wish, you know, and then we get, and then we get the spell and then we get the lesson. And mm-hmm. typically um, the wish is the setup where the spell usually comes into play right at that, that catalyst beat. Mm. Uh, and the first, you know, I've got uh, three examples to illustrate that first one's um, probably one of the most classic well-known stories ever is, you know, uh, Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's when Ebenezer uh, Scrooge um, sees his old park, uh, partner, um, Jacob Marley, on the knocker of his door, you know, as he's going home. Uh, that's kind of the, the telltale sign of, you know, and he can't believe his eyes. That's the first whiff, 
you know, whiff of magic, if you will, um, that something's happening. And he's like, Oh, I can't believe my own eyes, you know, kind of thing. So that's, that's where that, that, that little call to adventure is happening. Now Scrooge doesn't have any kind of wish other than to be left alone and for people to stop trying to get his money. But this is the, you know, this, this, this kind of comes on to him, you know, uh, as more of a warning uh, that if he continues his, his, his current, you know, status that, you know, he's going to die, you know, forgotten and alone. Yeah. Um, a second one, great. Uh, which is a, a, one of the, one of the more um, typical of the out of the bottle is uh, big with Tom Hanks. And that's where Josh Baskin, you know, he's not tall enough to ride the roller coaster. And then he finds that Zoltar machine and he makes his wish that he, he could be big. You know, he wants to be big. And mm-hmm. so his wish is granted. And of course he wakes up, you know, as a fully grown adult, you know, with still the mind of a, of a boy. So yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that, that big catalyst moment of the wish and then the spell. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the third one is of uh, one I wrote a beat sheet for last uh, December, which was Nightmare Before Christmas. And um, it's also where Jack Skellington, you know, has this, he's, he's so bored. He wants things to change in Halloween town. So he goes for this long walk and he finds, he finds that forest with all the doors, you know, from all the holidays. And he goes, he goes down the Christmas tree door, you know, mm-hmm. the one that, that sparks his, his fancy that he didn't even know about before. And then that, that sends him down, you know, into the Christmas world. So. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. like the sort of the doorway into the magic. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's where it all begins right there. So. Nice. Okay. Well, we're, we're getting down to the last the last few, my last genre is the rites of passage genre. Mm-hmm. And um, stories in this category are about a life problem that the main character is navigating. Um, and the catalyst is usually when the when a sort of crisis hits the status quo or current phase of life. And that um, that is going to, you know, force the protagonist to grow and transition into either like a healthier way of being or a new phase of life of some sort, right? These are stories that are really about a a personal transition. Right. Um, So the examples that I have for this one are um, one that, this one is is in the Save the Cat Goes to the Movies book. It's 10, and that's um, Dudley Moore hitting his midlife. Right. <laughs> and uh, the catalyst is when he sees Bo Derek, and, um, and then, you know, after that, he quickly approaches her. So he meets Bo Derek, and she's sort of this symbol of youth for him. And right. that's really the, the phase of life that he's struggling with is, is midlife and wanting to hold on to his youth. And um, so the catalyst is when that symbol is kind of like, in, you know, it intrudes on his current life. Right. Um, and then the next one is Kramer versus Kramer. And oh, the, the life phase in, in that movie is, is really about um, divorce and single parenting and all that good stuff. And um, the catalyst in the movie is when the Meryl Streep character announces she's leaving her husband and kid, right? And, right. and that leaves them alone to sort of figure out how to... Um, how to deal with this new situation, which is, you know, single dad and, and taking care of a kid and working. Right. Um, and then the last one is 28 Days, which is a Sandra Bullock movie about um, addiction. Right. And the catalyst in that movie is when she goes to rehab, which is right. a, a pretty, you know, just it, like when you list them out like this, it really it becomes sort of this obvious pattern of like, oh, that's the, you know, that's introducing the the sort of change of, of um, 
strategy or life phase that she's that she's entering, right? So yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's yeah. the catalyst. It shakes it up. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's, yeah. what's your last uh, genre? You know, just um, going back to uh, write a passage, almost mm-hmm. all of those uh, titles you named, the catalyst kind of is that is the title of that movie. Yeah, Prime that's Princess a good Kramer. point. Yeah, <laughs> is is really that 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 road to where you know Kramer will be versing you know versus Kramer. So all of those and and where both you know where um, Dudley Moore first sees Bo Derek. Yeah, all those kind of that almost is named. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good observation because it really is. Each of those titles is about sort of the, um, the, you know, the, the new crisis that they're going to have to deal with in order to transition to the, to the healthier or new Right. Life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's good. I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> write a passage. That's one of the. I would like to say that I, that I chose those examples on purpose for that very reason, but I didn't. That was it. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I wonder if that's all, very indicative of that. So, yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> okay. So mine uh, is a superhero. Mm-hmm. And um, typically in superhero, the catalyst is where uh, the hero is endowed with a super ability. Uh, superpower or ability. Um, it can also be um, the villain, uh, which is, of course, equally important in the superhero genre, mm-hmm. uh, putting their plan into action. Okay. So I have a, a few examples of that. Um, one of the first ones is um, in Iron Man. Um, it's when Tony Stark uh, wakes up in the cave after the car bomb um, and he finds his chest you know, wired to a car battery. At, which is kind of an electromagnet to keep the shrapnel from, you know, entering his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the terrorists, you know, carrying, you know, Stark Industries guns, you know, enter and, uh, you know, call it, call him a mass murderer, which kind of echoes the theme. Mm-hmm. And um, they order him to build some Jericho missiles. And that's really, you know, where Iron Man starts to begin because, of course, instead of building the missiles, he builds, you know, an Iron Man suit to escape. But that's that initial that's that initial call right there, you know, yeah. where Iron Man, you know, start becomes, you know, the, the birth of Iron Man. Right. That's um, a good one. Yeah. And, and, and um, <clears throat> the Matrix has a really defined one. I mean, literally a call, you know, where <laughs> uh, Neo receives the package, you know, a, you know, he's in the office and he's living his daily life and he receives a package, which is a phone with Morpheus on it. And, and he's like, you know, it's the call that, where, you know, Neo will eventually become who he's destined to be, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So Morpheus is kind of guiding him, um, you know, to get away from these these creepy, you know, agents. So, yeah, that's literally a call to adventure, you know, right. FedEx. <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, the third one is uh, Wonder Woman. Um, and that's where, you know, um, you know, Diana Prince is living kind of her ordinary life in, you know, uh, Themyscira and uh, Steve Rogers comes crashing into the island, you know, followed by these, you know, German soldiers. Um, and this is kind of alerts, you know, Diana that there's a kind of a bigger world out there, you know, that's full of evil, you know. So this is the whole thing that, that gets the ball rolling. You know, she already yeah. has her superpowers and abilities. Right. But, but this is where she realizes that, you know, it's not like she was bitten by a radioactive spider like Spider-Man, which is a catalyst in that one. But she already has those abilities. But now she realizes that the ability she does have, she has to put to good use. So that's where that, you know, that, that catalyst moment is kind of 
the first thing that, you know, literally shakes up her world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like in the superhero genre, it's um, whether or not the, the superhero has their powers already. It's sort right. of like that catalyst is, is kind of asking them whether or not they're going to become the superhero that they should become. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, um, so those are some some great examples, I think. I hope they demonstrate that connection between the the type of catalyst and the genre of the story for everyone. Um, for everyone listening, I, I think if you if you know the genre you're working in, that can help you figure out the right catalyst for your story. And vice versa also. If you if you know the catalyst, that can be a clue sort of to what genre you're working with. And then that might help you kind of flesh out the rest of your story. If you, mm -hmm. if you sort of know the, the target that you're aiming for. Right. Um, so that's great. Thank you so much uh, for joining me, Don. I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming up with the idea and thanks for um, doing all that research into those catalysts. I really appreciate you showing up and sharing all that information. Thank you. And to everyone, thanks for listening. Um, if you have any thoughts about our discussion today, please put them in the comments because I'd love to continue to um, explore this topic. I think it's a really great one. And um, yeah, let us know what you think. Until next time, happy writing. <laughs>